needs to rise <laughs> welcome back to the monica matthew show that's right get you some of that i'm gonna start saying again i think because that's part of my white privilege <laughs> we're gonna talk about white privilege today because it's always white privilege day in america if you're white so says home depot Oh my gosh. Home Depot has been the latest to crap the bed on this subject, which I'm laughing because it's like, okay, if we lived in the land of the leprechauns and giants, and there were more leprechauns than giants, I'm sorry. I'm just getting like this amazing visual where like everything is built for leprechauns, right? And the giants are like, Dude, we cannot fit in this bar. Like, the, this is not equal opportunity housing. We're giants. We can't even fit in the same space as you do. Okay, but if the majority of the population consisted of leprechauns, right? What is that, leprechaun privilege? I mean, I'm just trying to understand this now. I'm being silly because if you don't laugh, you're literally just going to drive yourself over a leprechaun cliff in a little teeny tiny leprechaun car. (laughs) So, but Home Depot craps the bed. Y'all are not going to believe this. Or maybe you will because we're so used to it. All right, hold on. I'm going to pull it up on my screen. I'm going to do something I've never done before. All right, you ready? Here we go. Watch this. This is in uh, Calgary, uh, Canada. Totally not surprising at all. This is in someone's uh, break room, nevertheless, at a Home Depot in Canada. Okay, so here it is. Leading practices. We're going to unpackage privilege, right? That's pretty apropos for Home Depot. I mean, that makes sense. Uh, Privilege. What is privilege? Well, it's a noun. It's a noun. A special benefit or advantage that may be earned or unearned, right? Note. A person may or may not be aware that they are benefiting from privilege. So if you're white, you may not be aware of this, but you are benefiting from the color of your skin because man has made it so. All right, you ready? Social privilege, special unearned advantage of entitlement, used to one's own benefit or to the detriment of others. These groups can be advantaged based on social class, age, disability, ethnic or racial category, gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, and religion. You know what? I would actually agree with this privileged notion with regard to gender identity. Because 99.9% of the population is being forced 
to recognize people by personal pronouns that do not make sense to 99.9% of the population. That's a privilege. To me, that's a special class. Just telling you. So here we go. We have social privilege and we have white privilege. You ready? Societal privileges that benefit white people beyond what is commonly experienced by people of color under the same social, political, and economic circumstances. Here's what privilege looks like. You ready? You're going to love this. Okay. If you're confident that the police exist to protect you, you have white privilege. Okay. Uh, Number two, it, wait, and right below that, if you don't have to worry about how to get into a store, you have able body privilege. Okay, so this goes right along with the leprechauns and the giants, right? So again, the giants would be, well, the leprechauns, I think at this point would have the leprechaun privilege, right? Okay, and uh, you know, we do have American disability. This is in America, though. This is in Canada. I don't know what they do in Canada, but here we have ADA compliance where, you know, if you can't get into a business, that's going to end up being a problem for the business, as, as we should, because those people are legitimately physically handicapped, right? They've been designated with an obvious handicap that prohibits them from being able to uh, engage in activities or get into establishments, whatever. Uh, and in America has made it so that people have that ability. That's not a privilege. It's an accommodation because that's how it should be. Now I tell you what, you want to talk about some underprivileged folks, uh, the handicap in Europe are basically SOL. Have you ever tried to uh, roll your wheelchair down cobblestone in Athens, Greece? That's fun, right? Or walking with a cane. I mean, the older folks over there and handicap, they're not even thought of. Like there aren't sidewalks for bikers and, and rollerbladers and the strollers and all the special class people on bikes because, you know, they're saving the planet. Uh, there are no, none of these uh, splossed deals over there where you're paying for all these beautiful little greenways are going to save the planet and make it easy for everyone to be accommodated, right? No, that's not how it is in Europe at all. Not whatsoever. So for those of you who idolize and romanticize this existence in Europe that taxes like 70% of your existence and has zero accommodations uh, for people who actually need them, you know, welcome to the party. Okay. If while growing up, we're carrying on with the privilege, what it looks like. Okay. If while growing up, college was an expectation of you, not a dream, you have class privilege. Now, can I tell you how many poor people I know and probably middle class to poor who didn't have a pot to pee in or a window to throw it out and it was going to happen that those children were going to college. That was an expectation. So I'm confused about who makes up these rules. I have a few ideas. If you don't have to explain that your spouse is of the same gender, you have... You guessed it, heterosexual privilege. How about that? Do you know that? Did you know that you're privileged because you've agreed with um, God's natural order to men and women getting together to procreate according to biology and science? Did you know that? 
I may actually get kicked off of YouTube like my second day here, but what else is new? So, okay, here we go. If you can expect time off from work to celebrate your religious holidays, you have Christian privilege, right? Yeah. Never mind all the high holy holidays uh, in Judaism. Never mind uh, my Muslim friends who take off from work. Um, and again, who have accommodations made for them by their employers, um, you know, where the expectation is for them, hey, this is my high holiday, my religious high, my holiday, and I'm taking off, okay? Again, I'm speaking as an American, okay? If you can use public bathrooms without stares and fear or anxiety, you have cisgender privilege, Right. So what that's saying, I mean, cisgender, right? This is one of these latest terms in like the past six years of our existence, cisgender, because that goes along with like the 28,000 billion genders. So while there are two uh, sexes, there are like 57 different gender identifications, uh, which is pretty amazing. If you don't have to think about it, it's a privilege, Check your privilege. And then here it is. They give you uh, boxes to check on this. White, male. Oh, you hear that, guys? Class, Christian, cisgender, able-bodied, and heterosexual. That uh, goes on to say racism equals racial prejudice and power. Ready? Racism. What is it? Prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism directed against a person or people because of their membership of a particular racial or ethnic group, typically one that is a minority or marginalized. Uh, racial prejudice, a set of discriminatory or derogatory attributes based, or attitudes, I'm sorry, based on assumptions coming from perceptions about race, skin, color, power, the authority granted through social structures and conventions, as well as the access to means of communications and resources. Now that's really interesting. Because who holds the power? I just said I might get kicked off of YouTube my second day here. Why would I say that as a conservative? Because the gatekeepers are not conservative. Who holds the power? Not this cisgendered white girl. Sure don't hold the power, do I? No. So here we are dismantling this whole debacle. This can include authority, privilege, influence, popularity, aggression, threat. So this was, oh, here we go, talking about, oh, wow, it actually goes on to to help you learn how to learn, reflect, and practice. Here are a couple of ways of approaching the conversation. The person is uninformed, okay? Here's what you can do. Provide some materials to uh, read and watch, Maybe you could have, like, instead of happy hour, you guys could meet at someone's, you know, house and have, like, a dismantling white privilege hour, right? I mean, that's that's what we're doing here. Uh, you can send them home with materials to read and watch. Set time for sit down and review what you both learned. Share concepts in your own words. Um, if the person is defensive... 
right? This is how you can deal with it besides running to HR and telling HR so that the person then loses their job, their livelihood, their home, their kids, their cars, uh, everything that they've, they're still paying college debt off for. They will now uh, be subjected to the powers that be because they are apparently defensive about their whiteness or about the fact that they don't want to talk about any of this at work because they're there to actually do a job. So if the person's defensive, here's what you can do. Try to understand their mindset. Right. Uh, Sometimes people have difficulty empathizing if they are not affected or can't relate with a similar experience. Good luck telling someone that you understand how they feel who uh, lives in a perpetual state of victimhood. It won't end well for either one of you, I promise, Uh, especially if you're white. Uh, Don't ever say that. I understand. No, you don't. You're not white. You'll never understand, which is actually true. But if you want to inflame and throw fuel on an already holy crap fire, that's a surefire way to do it. Uh, Think creatively to change your approach. Uh, Frame ideas with language they can identify with. Okay, this goes on and on and on. Um it, it gives you a whole package. Apparently, Home Depot America has said that uh, it was a resource for the Canadian division. It was not approved by headquarters. It is not part of any required programming. I'm sorry. This was uh, in Alberta. My bad. Um, so, sorry, Canadians. It was in Alberta. So, there we go. Okay. So, that is like uh, white privilege not even 101. It it is I'm trying to think of how to explain this. Okay, so there's a, so I've had this conversation with my daughter who is bi-ethnic. Notice I didn't say biracial. Because I come from the world of there's only one race. Right? And so as a Christian, the word says that we're all one blood. We're all one creation under God. We are all created equal. Even our founding fathers stated that in our founding documents. Although it did take us some time to actually live up to that. I will give you that. No one, anyone who would deny our history is living in denial. That's not someone that you should probably spend uh, a lot of time attempting to convert, right? You're certainly not going to do it from a position of, uh, defensiveness and, uh, and and being offended or a victim. But my daughter and I had this conversation because she is, you know, her father was black and American Indian, Cherokee primarily, um, and his parents were bi-ethnic. I mean, so it kind of has come down through the generations. Now, my granddaughter is bi, is like tri-octuple, you know, ethnic. Who knows? And so, you know, I remember my late husband used to say, Monica, it's just going to be a matter of time before God moves everything into, you know, one color, which I thought was really interesting. And I thought, huh, well, I hope not. I mean, if he does, that's fine. But even if we were all one color, I certainly hope we would not lose our creativity with regard to our cultures, right? Because culture is what, in varying cultures, is what makes America so beautiful, 
And I understand that whenever people first came here, it was difficult for them to bring their cultures with them because they were being forced into an assimilation pattern. I understand that. And people fought long and hard to maintain their cultures, which is why you have different parts of New York City and Manhattan that, you know, align with Italians or the Asians or Chinatown. Hello. Uh, Chicago, uh, major urban hubs, um, you know, densely populated areas where people could get in and, and they did cluster amongst themselves because there was a culture there that goes back way beyond America. But America was never about um, uh, ethnicity uh, and culture, uh, you're subverting that. It was about assimilating in the mindset of liberty, which is why everyone floated over here or walked, whichever school of thought you are of. But that's what, that's why people fled to America. You know, we weren't, some people align us with like Australia, like we're some kind of an official penal colony, which I don't agree with that. Uh, but people came to this country to flee <laughs> all of the wonderful attributes of the monarchy that were basically oppressing and ruling people's lives that had nothing to do with the freedom of Christ and still doesn't, by the way. So when they came to these shores, it was, and boy, that's an exhaustive conversation, but I would just say the 50,000 foot view of this is very simply that people came to be free. And that is a mindset. That is something that your HR departments, um, organizations, NGOs, fake NGOs, uh, social justice organizations that have been put in place, that's something that they will never be able to penetrate. They don't comprehend the the source of freedom. It does not come from man. It doesn't come from policy. It doesn't come from legislation. It comes from the author of liberty. And so that mindset of liberty is what I refer to as, as a Christian, the mind of Christ. It is the mind of Christ. And the mind of Christ is always centered around uniqueness for the individual. It's not homogenization. It is of like-mindedness. But that like-mindedness is not around what your culture is, what you're eating, what you're wearing. Because the kingdom of God is bigger than food and clothing is what the word, the word tells us, right? But that's not what the world tells us. And so it's bigger than our sexuality, which is why we don't have marriage, marriage in heaven. There's no need to procreate there. So you're living and basking in like eternal love and light once you're there. But here it's a little different, obviously. And so man is forever struggling and to, to either indemnify or to repair or to uh, find guilty. Uh, you know, everyone's always on trial in the world system. I don't know if you've noticed that. It's really egregious and it's exhausting. And if more of the church would actually stand up and resist by first submitting to the word of God, which tells us that there's one blood 
If people actually taught that across the board, regardless of the level of melanin in your skin, from black churches to white churches, Asian Christian Christian churches, if people actually taught that to the to the younger generations and the elders actually spoke that truth, we would not be here where we are. We just wouldn't because the gates of hell cannot prevail against the truth. And that is truth. And so we would have seen a very different America right now. But we haven't been submitting to the word of God and his righteousness. Right? We've kind of looked at God like a big sugar daddy. And we have the prosperity gospel to thank for that. Because it had our eyes on obtaining and attaining Right, and that's not to say that we're not blessed. Like our father of our faith, Abraham, was blessed, you know, with the cattle on a thousand hills. I mean, he was not broke, busted, and disgusted. He just wasn't. But he also proved himself to God that no matter what, he would sacrifice it all, including his son. And it was his only son. It was his son of promise. So that son of promise is the one that he was asked to take and sacrifice and by the grace of God uh, did not. But it was a testing of his heart, right? And I believe that right now where we are in this country, in America, is that we are being tested and we are being squeezed. And there's a lot of rotten stuff coming out of all of us right now. And I understand as much as I joke and make fun Um, It is not to be dismissive of the brainwashing that I believe has occurred for, for a very small portion of our society, but it is my way of pushing back because I do find it offensive and I do find it completely unnecessary in the day and age of the dispensation of truth and wisdom and knowledge as it pertains to the liberating gospel of Jesus Christ. I just find it egregious as hell, literally, that I would be expected or anyone else would be expected to feel guilty and bad Um, less than, because see, that's what equity does. Equity requires that someone gets a leg up in whatever fashion man has constructed for that person or entity to rise above the tide. Right. And, and, and it's not in this situation. It's not that the right, right, all boats rise in, in, in the, in the rising tide. That's not what happens with equity. What happens with equity is the tide rises, but there are holes poked in the bottom of the other's boats called guilt, shame, um, you know, historical uh, guilt and shame, misunderstanding, accusation, bitterness, unforgiveness, all of that. All those holes are poked in the other person's boat or the other group's, other subject's boats, right? Or boat. And so the other boat of equity is rising, but the other one has to be suppressed. People will argue with me about that because they'll say, well, the other boat's already above the other one. But if you look at what is, uh, you look at our laws, look at our constitution, look at our amendments, bill of rights, 
look at the laws on the books in your respective states. And again, if you don't like the laws in your states, you are now in a position, no matter what color you are, to run for office, and particularly if you are a person of color uh, and you are running on the Republican ticket, there's more than enough room for you uh, on that ticket. And in this day and age, people are very aware, they're hyper aware to the point where they're just exhausted from having to uh, overcompensate and celebrate people not based on merit, not based on what's inside of that person, not based on their mindset, their ideas, their ideals. People are tired of it. We have a Supreme Court justice nominee who looked at a sitting United States senator yesterday and said when she was asked, can you define what a woman is? And she said, no, I'm not a biologist. So what do you do with that? Can you imagine the effects that has on society? Um, with right now, it's like, but I'm sorry, lady, you're a lady and you're a black lady, and you're being celebrated for this position, you were chosen specifically. It, w- it, was, it was announced specifically that a female who is black is going to be nominated for that particular office. Yet when you're asked if you can define what a female is, your answer is, no, I'm not a biologist. Okay? So... What are the effects of that on society in the midst of all of this adult, I call it adult CRT. It's your diversity, uh, you know, exclusion is what it is, uh, equity and inclusion departments. And who started that? We're going to dive deeper into that. And I've got people who are emailing me to come on the show because they want to talk about things that are occurring in their respective uh, corporations where I have friends in C-suites and below that cannot, and who happen to be white, who cannot get ahead, who can't based on their merit and performance. Uh, people in the C-suites who are so busy coddling people uh, from the top down who feel like this is their time to seek rep- corporate reparations. They've been there for a month, and now all of a sudden they want to raise. And if you don't give it to them and help pay for their cat sitters and their pet guinea pig sitters and their pet rocks and whatever else and their plant watering services, uh, because, you know, that's part of it. Because that's part of the equity plan. Because we have been so disenfranchised for so long. Does any of that make sense to you that corporate America or otherwise would be? Because other, other countries are not capitulating. On this level. And you know why? Because they don't really have the sins of our country. They have other sins. They have other national sins. But this country's national sin is the stain that no one will ever allow the, uh, the blood of Christ to wash into a garment of, of just snow. Won't happen. And I'm afraid that we've gone to, we've gone past the point of return in this country with regard to sexual identification, uh, race issues, because people refuse to acknowledge and can and parrot the, the narrative, the truth that there's one race. People refuse to do that. 
And so they just, they continue to repeat it. I don't care how academic they are, how brilliant they are, how not brilliant they are. Everyone, well, you know, I'm not a racist. And I, and I believe that, you know, that the races and the race is this and the race is that. I'm like, there's one race. And if people would actually start speaking that truth, it would begin to dismantle this nest, this tangled mess, this ball of twine that the enemy has just wrapped around the country of the United States of America for over a hundred years, well over a hundred years. So, and even though we've, we've, we've made advancements, we have made agreements with God with regard to exercising equality in this country, exercising equal opportunity in this country. Are we perfect? No, we're not. No, we're not. But to squash another human being based on factors of their existence that they have zero control over, none. But to squash it by means of guilt and assignment of privilege, right? Do you know how demoralizing that is? Of course you do. And if you agree with it, you don't care how demoralizing that is. Because you see it as the great payback and the great equalizer, but it's not an equalizer and it never will be. It is a horrible substitute for that. So I couldn't believe it. Wake up this morning and that's what I see on uh, social media. Speaking of things that I'm really excited about and could not believe, I had no idea that... (laughs) That my my pillow guy that Mike Lindell sells more products than pillows, <laughs> so I'm super pumped. I just signed on uh, to be uh, an affiliate with MyPillow.com, and you can go buy, uh, gosh, uh, house slippers, bathrobes, pillows, sheets, blankets, all kinds of stuff, pet supplies, a pet bed. All this stuff, I'm super excited. I have a huge package coming my way, so I'm going to try, try, try uh, all these different products, then I'll be able to talk to you about it, which is going to be amazing. But uh, until then, until I get my Monica code for MyPillow.com, you can use I Love My Freedom 19. So it's I-L-M-F. I just got it, like yesterday. I'm so excited to share it with you. So go Plug that code in. You'll get whatever the percentage off is for having, you know, a, a Monica code. Uh, but ILMF19. ILMF19. And shop, shop, shop. But I had no idea that he had all of these different products. I'm like, God, how many pillows can this guy sell? I see all of my colleagues, you know, with my pillow, my pillow, my pillow. Uh, but man, there's like, it's like a, it's like a shopping mall in there. So I'm very excited about the products coming my way and I'll keep you posted. And I know my little Bella, who you can probably hear snoring during most of my, uh, broadcasts are, is excited about that too. So. ILMF19. There's also another product that I'm super pumped that I am partnering with, but I will begin those promotions next week. And I'm going to tell you why I'm so excited about it because we live in times right now where I'm going to give you a little hint. I've been hashtagging silver for the past year. And people are like, what are you trying to say with that? I'm like, well, what do you think I'm trying to say with that? Well, everyone else is running to coins and cryptos and, you know, and they don't know where to run, right? 
you know, I look at markets and I think to myself, there, and not only that, but I think to myself, whenever it comes to dealing with these rogue runaway uh, corporations that are supposed to be so pro America, pro liberty, pro equality, um, all of that, whenever I see what's happening in the social sphere and how badly they've been hijacked, I think to myself, well, the only way to really contend with that is to bankrupt them. I mean, that, and, and you know, it's so easy to bankrupt something like a Home Depot these days. You know why? Because most non-cisgender men, whatever that is, I don't even know what the categorization is of that. But most beta males, I'll leave it at that, don't know the difference between a hammer and a level and a nail and a bolt. And I mean, you'd be surprised these guys couldn't put a grass hut together if they tried or work themselves out of one. So, you know, there's a whole generation of men who have no idea how to build anything. So we really are coming up on a time whenever these giants uh, in this particular industry, may not have much of a uh, of a of a base. To be honest with you, uh, they may not have much of a base. So, but in the meantime, you know, a lot of your money is rolled into stock portfolios that you have no idea where your money is. You have no idea what you're investing in. You have no idea who you're invested in and who those investments are in bed with. Do you? Nope. Most people have no idea. They just shove it in the account, let it grow, let it do simmer, whatever it's going to do, and you leave it up to some uh, portfolio manager, and I have got a better plan for you. (laughs) And that's coming up next week. So until then, take your peace about all of this. You know what I say. Jesus is coming back, and in the meantime, our salvation is really all that matters, our righteousness, our peace, our joy. Be kind to one another. You don't have to be hateful about these things or phobic and nuts and afraid. You don't have to defend your whiteness. You don't have to defend your blackness. Just be. Be free, right? All right, be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. And remember, go to my website, buy merchandise to to act like one. If you're an American, act like one. That's what I meant to say. Until next time, love you guys. She came for me.